Hey, this is Elise, and you're listening to Cool Moms Podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. 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 It's 2020. How long are we going to say that? It's 2020. I've got the vision. New Year, same me. (laughs) Hopefully not. No, I'm really excited to be back. And for Cool Moms to be back, I, you know, I've talked a long time when I was in New York about relocating. I romanticized Sweden for a while. Not even for a while. That was really (laughs) short-lived. Sweden was short-lived, made my way to L.A., and I really thought that I was going to get to L.A. and then, like, hit the ground running with everything, specifically Cool Moms, and life humbled that ass quick. (laughs) Quick. I realized that I really needed to take time to kind of recalibrate moving across the country with a one-year-old to a totally new place and really needing to kind of center myself. So I've been taking a lot of time to get my mental together. That's still a work in progress. (laughs) Still looking for a therapist. (laughs) Get my spiritual together. I started, you know, exploring new spiritual practices, um, really getting into Aoife. If anyone has ever explored Aoife, that's been a really nice exploration and just like a new outlet for me. Um, And also really just, you know, getting my emotional space together. Um, I think a lot of moms can relate to, and maybe just people in general, but when you are going, 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 you kind of get on autopilot. And once I finally got settled into my new apartment and my new neighborhood, shout out to Los Feliz, I was like, oh, okay. I have to now like sit with myself. So I really needed to, take the time to do that. Um, And now, like, I'm coming up on a year in L.A. in February, which is right around the corner. And in that time, this week, Sergeant turned two years old. Like, I am the mother of a two-year-old. We've been in this thing for two years strong. It's my roll dog, my ace, my passenger seat, (laughs) backseat daddy. And... (laughs) I'm just so um, incredibly grateful and humbled. And I just think he's so hilarious. And I'm sure all of us think our babies are so special, but mine actually is. And I'm just so happy to um, be celebrating. My mom came in town. His dad came in town. My tribe is coming together. And I think that has been kind of the constant theme. And I know I've talked about this a lot before, but that's been the constant theme that's kept me like nearly sane is my community and the people that <clears throat> I have been able to galvanize and have come together and really supported me and being able to kind of like reach out to the folks and getting his party stuff together, although I almost lost it and there was no party. Because, <sighs> oh no, I'd be stressed. <laughs> I had this idea. Okay. So I had this idea. I was going to do this really deep spiritual dedication to his two years of life, which I'm still going to do. I just don't have the bandwidth for that at this juncture because I'm still pulling together all of my mental, spiritual and emotional health. (laughs) 
So, um, you know, everyone was going to wear a chakra color. Sergeant was going to wear all white. You know, we were all going to gather in a circle, which we still are. Um, but it was it was going to be in Malibu overlooking the beach at sunset. And I just was like really specific on how I wanted this to go down. And then like reality came in fast. And so now we're doing a monster truck party <laughs> with, with plastic tablecloth <laughs> and a pinata at the park. Cause I can't take it. I just I'm not set up that way right now. When when maybe when my funds get a little tighter and a little writer. The way my mental health is set up. All I had the capacity for was the plastic tablecloth. So we're doing that tomorrow. I'm still really pumped. Um and I'm also super pumped because obviously I'm back here, but I was in terms of like things that have been going on with, with me as of late. I've been doing a deep, deep dive into daytime television. Um, Shout out to The Real. Shout out to Wendy Williams for being my BFFs during this transitional period. And I saw Michelle Bateau on Wendy Williams recently. And fun story, fun quick story. I auditioned for this show. Um, There was supposed to be a show with Ebro from what station is Ebro on in New York? Hot 90s, obviously. Right. Ebro was going to do this this roundtable discussion t- style TV show. And I was in the second round of auditioning for the show. And Michelle Buteau and I were in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the green room together preparing to do like shoot a pilot episode. And I remember her saying, you know, they can always turn you down, but they can't turn you up. And she was talking about like coming in and just being so much of a personality and giving it a thousand percent when you're on camera and knowing how to be on and what does it mean to be on. And that really resonated with me. And then I saw her on Wendy Williams and I didn't know at this point that she's a mom um, and her struggles with um, getting pregnant, her and her husband. And she had had maybe four miscarriages, miscarriages within two years And she said, you know, comedy is what saved her. She was going through this behind the scenes um, and then was still expected to, like, you know, get up and show up for herself and for other people. But when she got on that stage, not only was she able to make other people laugh, but in that laughter, it was cathartic for her. And she was able to help heal from the trauma and the loss of the pregnancies. And I just thought that it really resonated with me. And it was such a a beautiful and vulnerable um, thing to share because I've I've definitely felt like that, really struggling with my own um, mental health and grappling with a lot in this like heavy transitional period and how much Cool Moms means to me and how all of the really positive messages from all of you all that listen and still support even during our brief hiatus, um, <clears throat> moms and non-moms alike, uh, what a, what a special platform this is and how grateful I am to everyone that listens. So shout out to y'all. I appreciate you all. I'm excited to take this new step 2020 and beyond with everybody. New year, same me, but better. So I'm so excited. Cool Moms Goes West. And it's only right to get a West Coast legend, a West Coast queen. We have... Sorry. (laughs) I love it. We have uh, Jack Davey. You may know her from Jay David. You may know her from DJing. Very hot parties. Yay, fun parties. Fun parties, artsy-fartsy parties. Super artsy-fartsy parties. Yeah, I met you at an artsy-fartsy party at the Underground Museum. Yes, best place in L.A. 
number one. So good. It is. It's great. It's just, um, especially in that neighborhood, it's mm-hmm. very necessary right now um, to have something like that accessible in that neighborhood. Yeah, to have black, you know, coming from New York, I think that's kind of the biggest disconnect from New York to L.A. is yeah. like cultivating that black creative community. Right. Because it's really dispersed in L.A. Yes. So when I got the to place. the underground, I was like, "Oh, this is it. This is where the people are at. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the HQ. <laughs> exactly. Black LA people HQ. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I loved it because Elle and I have been talking about you before I got to LA. Like, who are the women that I should connect with, who are Yay. mamas, who are awesome? And then we ha- end up having mutual friend Antoinette. Mm-hmm. But it was great because we were at the underground. Was that Carrie Mae Weems? No, that was for... Um, no... Oh, which now black, I can't even believe Which go. black artist was it? I know. Wait, it's you know it's going to come to me okay, later. Okay, later. It's fine. Yeah. It was a really cute opening. It was. <laughs> and It was super cute. Brad it, Pitt was there. No be a sister, no devil, no dopey. Everything going to be iry. I shared, I'm sorry, this is random, but Please. I did share um, a smile and a hello in passing <laughs> with Brad Pitt. And <laughs> I put it on my DJ, um, uh, my DJ bio, and my fee has gone up. <laughs> okay. That. Listen, I peeped on the way out. I was like, wow, Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt gets a pass with all black women. Oh, a forever pass. Silver Foxy right okay. there. But digress. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, so I I already loved you from long time ago at Howard because shout out to my Howard folks. Like Love Howard. Right. And we love. we love slash love Jay Davey. And I think at that time it was really the you know, you all were really the pioneers of this new black rock sound that we just hadn't heard before. Yeah. And, you know, how are folks always think they special? <laughs> <laughs> we always think we up on some new shit. And y'all are black excellence. Right. Black excellence. So, anywho, I was really excited to see you DJ. And then Sergeant stole the show. Sergeant and I were instant friends, instant buddies. That little one is so special. And I tried to tell them before. He's the cutest. <laughs> the <laughs> cutest. You. Thank you. So, yeah, I was super grateful because you showed him your DJ equipment. Yeah, you have a future musician. I already know. In your life. I'm dealing with it. I'm grappling with it. And his father is a musician. So I'm just like. Hey, he gets it honest. He does. So maybe he'll want to do something else and be like an engineer or something. Right. You know, something that will make him like less of a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's another podcast. (laughs) No, that's this one. Um, (laughs) Because I know that's exactly where we are. I get that's where we're at. And as a, you know, as a mom of a son who's a little older, I kind of want to lead in there. And Mm -hmm. what is what has that been looking like? Like, how have you? As, as a single, do you consider yourself a single mom? I consider myself a single person who is a mother. Yes. So I am single in terms of my relationship status, but I, I'm not doing this alone. Right. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I have, I mean, his dad is around. Um, and then beyond that, my village is so strong and so tough. So, um, no. So, yeah, a single person who happens to have a child. Yes, because there's a certain connotation. There is. And there are there are mothers out here doing it by themselves. A thousand percent. And I don't know how they do it. And um, 
And I think about that all the time when I'm like moving and shaking and trying to get all this stuff done. And I'm like, how do women do this with nobody? So, I mean, we shout it's to cliche them. to say it all the time and you hear it all the time. Like, shout out to all this. But once you're in it, truly, it's like a, it's it vibrates very pow- powerfully with you. Most definitely. I That resonates with me because I for a long time didn't want to say single mom because do you of, consider yourself a single mom no excuse me I, in the beginning i would say that i'm a co-parent mm-hmm. but now that i live on the west coast it's kind of like okay girl we'll listen mm-hmm. sergeant's dad is is you definitely makes um very concerted effort to be present thank mm-hmm. god for facetime yeah you know he's in town now for his birthday okay amazing um you know we do the things we we figure out what's going to work for us right. but he does live on the east coast mm-hmm so yeah yeah that's a difference you know there is no hey can you come by at right it's very much so just you right it's me and then like you were saying my tribe yep Yep. i i'm happy that when i did move to la there were people around me that were like we are here yeah let us know what we can do absolutely so that's been really monumental and so i'm really i want to kind of dive into like what is parenting as a single woman look like for you? Like, oh. what's your day to day? Yeah, like? um, you know, I <laughs> I was telling someone recently that um, I basically wake up every morning and tell myself if I can just make it to eight p.m. <laughs> Then to bedtime. Yeah. If I can just make it to 8 p.m., then I've done my due diligence for the day. Um, And then everything that happens between 545 Mm a.m. and 8 p.m. Wait, what's happening at 545? I'm waking up, girl. I got to get up. That little boy has to be on the school bus by 735. So I need my time to kind of prepare myself to give him his time to prepare himself. Um. So yeah, so I'm I'm waking up and I'm hitting the ground running. I'm getting myself ready. I'm getting him ready, um, and then you know I work now. I work um, in a lot of different areas, so I'm like really splitting my time. Let's talk about all of them. these things. So you know, music is always my number one, and what I love about my connection to music is that I've been doing it for so long that now I don't have to work as hard mm. to get what I want from it. Um, And so, you know, I'm still producing and writing for artists mainly now, not really focusing on myself as an artist, but um, and then the DJing. But then on the flip side, I'm also traveling um, nationally, um, coordinating these events. I started coordinating events for tech professionals to kind of meet and get to know each other yes, and tech money um, yeah you know what i'm saying right. so and because i had this idea in mind like oh i want to start i had this app idea and then that kind of turned into me putting my feelers out and meeting the people that could put me in the space to learn as much as i could um and then that just turned into doing these events so i'm literally traveling like a week and a half um out of every month to different cities mm. and just meeting and networking and having events um and that takes a lot of my day, just kind of prepping that, all those details. It's really about being organized. It's almost like being back on tour Oof, in a band. Organized. Yeah, the organization. So trying to organize an eight-year-old and then organize, you know, <laughs> a job like that, um, it's really a balancing act. And then in between, I'm coming and doing things like this or um, doing photo shoots or um you know, it's, the creative life is all over the place. Mm-hmm. You never know. And then still trying to have a social life, which somehow I'm 
I, I'm just like, maybe I'm burning the candle at both ends and I don't realize that I'm tired, mm-hmm. but I'm always making the space for some social activity. Oh, you please. have to as a mom. <sighs> yes, you do. And, I, and I'm you glad can. that you're saying this because I like, I've been a grandma since college. <laughs> right like I was never it's so funny because I have a I have a teenage sister who's Mm. a senior now oh wow right and she sends me because she tries to get me on her side so that I can then tackle my mom right right (laughs) and so she'll send me like Elise what do you think about this dress for my 18th birthday and it's always like fashion of course of course it's like thotty wear I wish right and I'm like what it's a different world it's a different world and I I'm like whoa I was never that person I always was like I want to be real chill at the time I used to smoke a lot of weed (laughs) (laughs) so I was always like in the corner falling asleep at the party well see for me it's like the opposite you know Jack Davey is I mean come on (laughs) (laughs) right right. so it was kind of interesting when I popped up at 30 years old and was like you know what I think I want to be a mom. I think I want to have a baby. And everybody was like, how? I got the side eye so serious. <laughs> it wasn't even a side eye. It was just a blatant outright, what the fuck are you thinking? So you want, you were like, this is what I'm going to do. I, just, I had this dream about this baby that was like, I was holding this baby and it was just smiling at me. And it, and it was my baby. Whoa. But it, I had never seen this baby before. You know, I was just like, I just imagined this child. And then I was like, okay, you know, I just like gone through my Saturn return, super heavy, 30 years old. And I was like, I need to take the step or make the space for the next step in my life. And then that dream was like a sign like, Mm. oh, well, maybe that's it. And the minute that I said it out of my mouth within a couple months, I was pregnant. It was almost like I spoke it into existence. Absolutely. I just felt like I'd done a lot. I'd had a lot of selfish me time, the wildest of times. (laughs) So, and I really needed something to kind of ground me. I think that there, I have certain friends that I'm like, you need a pet. You need something other than yourself to focus on. Well, I say that to somebody in this room all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But a house plant, just some, you need something that relies on you to really put everything into perspective. Absolutely. I was so wrapped around myself that this experience of being somebody's mom has really like taken self-awareness to the next level. So that's why what I was talking about, like when I wake up in the morning, I have all these tasks and it, where I used to be like a planner, I have to do this at this time. And I have to, now it's just like, as long as I'm making it through the day (laughs) and I know that I'm supposed to get this done. I mean, the priority is the child always. Then I'm doing, I'm doing all right. You know, um, so, yeah, coming from being the wildest of the wild mm-hmm. to having something to settle me down. For me, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a nice transition. Necessary. Yeah. Wait, let me. OK, let's let's circle back a little. First, what is your sign? My sign? I'm a Leo. OK, <laughs> you probably did need a baby. I did. I needed that. I, need, that fire. I just needed something to really like because I was kind of getting to that point where I had done, you know, some extensive work on myself and it was not easy. You know, the work is not easy ever. And if it is easy, then you're not really you ain't doing, doing it. it. You're not doing it. So I had done all this work and I just was like in a place where I just felt like I know better, but I'm not doing better mm. because I don't have anything taking me to task. And not to say that, you know, you should have a child for that reason. But everyone, you know, something is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, and that that I understand that wholeheartedly and that 
When I became pregnant, I was working on illustrating this children's book about how mamas love their babies. Mm. Right. And I was like, I don't have a baby, but But I feel that I feel that I'm going to do that project. Yeah. And then in the midst of that project became pregnant. Interesting. Right. So very much manifested that energy. And I probably didn't need a baby at that time. I I remember (laughs) my mother saying, wow, this is this is an awful time. She was like, this is not the right time. And I was like, I know. But when is going to be the right time? There's never a right time. There's never a right time. You can I mean, be 50 years old and have everything and it could still not be the right time. Not, I remember being on the street in New York, maybe like, where was I? I was near the new school. I was outside of Trader Joe's in New York. And I, I was like, let me just call my mom and tell her I'm pregnant. And I remember I called her and I told her and she's like, is this a joke? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you joking? And then she was like, well, who is the father? And I was like, Elise, where is your life at? <laughs> she has to ask that, she I mean. But you that. know what? Also, I think that like, especially for women like us, um, that we do have an open energy and we're of the world, you know, and in the world mm-hmm. um, and just moving freely and, and going after what we want. We have to make that space for this to happen. Right. And a lot of times we just don't. I knew for me that it, it was for me, like I was never the type, like I can't wait to be a mom. That was never my thing. Mm. But when I felt it so strongly, I was like, okay, if I don't make the space for it now, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be five years from now. And then mm. I'm really not going to make space for it. Right. So if I'm, I'm feeling it, I got to do it. Yeah. I felt the same. I was like 29. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't. It feels like you know I'm at the party, but it's probably a good time to go home. It's a good time to not be at the party. Yeah. Yeah. I Definitely. mean, I. You know what's funny? I say that every every time I'm at a party currently and in, in, <laughs> at this age, I'm mm-hmm. like, I really should not be at the party. Right. But yeah. Who? I mean, who's giving up the party? Fuck okay, yeah. I mean, honestly, you life need, should be a party. You need the party more now. I'm ready because I'm going out tonight. Yeah. See. Because you need it. need it. You do need it, and it's not. You know, it you partying is serving a different purpose now yes it's just like i need to just be around adults period yeah yes that's it i don't want to repeat the same thing five times yeah it doesn't and it doesn't have to like you know back then it was like oh my god we need to rage and right stay out all night and something has to come from the party now it's just like i just need to be out in a space where i don't have to be somebody's mama right now okay <laughs> i want to know um what's dating like oh you know what is dating like <laughs> as a mother and then also as like a person yeah. as as Jack as this person that people know I think that well let me start with that one I think that what I'm trying to do now is kind of um break out of the Jack Davy stereotype because mm-hmm. people I, I'm still meeting the type of people that Jack Davy would have chased around okay and I'm not that person anymore. Who did Jack Davy like? Oh, Jack Davy liked the wild card, unpredictable. Same. Um, <laughs> you know that that's Trigger. the exciting shit. Yeah. You know, and um, some I I wanted the person that was a little unattainable, and you know that what didn't want to be tied down because that's what I was. Um, so I think that I'm trying to unwork myself. You know mm-hmm. that stereotype. Um. Is that what we do, though? Is that like a part of 
like yeah. getting maturing you're like oh I can't do that thing anymore and then that's how you end up with like the really nice guy who's like a little chubby and bald you're like I never thought it was gonna be <laughs> but you. he has a job right but he has a job the refrigerator is always full right. yeah it's the, you know well and also kids make you practical to, so you start to realize, like, you know, oh, I would really love to, you know, have this, but it has. If it's not going to really serve like a big purpose, then. Um, but yeah, I think that now dating, I'm, I've, I've been taking a long break. Okay. From dating, <laughs> and I think that's mainly because I needed to figure out what I was willing to give. Um, and what I wanted to receive back, you know, because mm-hmm. you can give and not be willing to receive. And that was me. I was willing to give. Mm. I'll give you everything, but I don't want it back. Yeah. And that was my way of keeping one one arm's length dist- uh, distance, you know, like I'm not letting you all the way. Right. In. Or waiting for that other shoe to drop. Exactly. Um, and so I think I needed the time and the space to really figure out, OK, what am I willing to give and receive? But then also then there's a child involved. So I'm really not That's really complicated. Yeah. And I've never been the type to bring a lot of men around my son. Um, and I think that's. This is going to sound weird, but I think that's doing him a disservice, not saying that I have to have a revolving door, but. I'm realizing now that my son needs to see his mother be loved so he knows how to love a woman in the future. Okay, so let's, <laughs> yes. And I think that's so important to say because I've been dealing with a lot of mom guilt. I'm like very post breakup. Mm-hmm. And then the throes of like getting broken up with, which I think is like probably 50% my ego, 50% being heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah, but it was also the first time I dated someone and brought that person around my son. Uh-huh. And I saw Sergeant be so much more affectionate and loving toward yes, because he saw someone being affectionate and loving toward yeah. me. And I was like, gosh, this is so important. Yeah. And I, and I saw the importance of that. But now that we're no longer together, then having that guilt of like, oh, now this uh, person has vanished. And, you know, I think the real kids are resilient and they're they're smart. And as long as we're taking it in stride and letting them know and making them understand what's happening um then they'll be fine you know he's right. young still so you can't really explain it to him totally but for me it's like, just like i just don't see that fool no right more. like damn and he probably <laughs> won't even remember right you know you'll get older and be like remember that guy and he was like no nope. definitely not so um yeah for me i was always afraid of bringing men around my son especially since him and his father have such a strong bond but Mm -hmm. now it's getting to the point where he needs to see that because now he's getting confused he's like why don't you just get back with daddy right oh i'm not ready for sergeant to start having those kinds of opinions yeah and i'm like it kind of doesn't work like that and i'm not gonna go through that with you now um so I am now feeling like I'm open to a relationship, but then, yeah, finding the right person. And I don't even know what that person looks like now. Where back then I had a whole, I had the visual picture. Right. And now I don't even know who that person is. Um, so I've, I've just been really open. I've been meeting a lot of different types of people and just kind of taking the chance mm. and seeing um, nothing's really <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> and that's fine. Listen, I'm about to get on your wave. I'm trying to be open. Well, that's my goal for this year. I do want to find love in this year. And I think like I did with, you know, becoming a mom, I have to make the space for right. the love. And I think that I'm finally open to receive what I'm giving. Yes. So. I love that. Wink, wink. Hello, sir. Psst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I definitely want to get into, outside of being open and making space for love, in terms of your creative process and mm. where you're at now and what you're wanting to explore. Yeah. 
where are you at with that? Yeah, you know, um, I'm a creative person, and so I used to guard it really tightly, and it was like my everything. I am this, mm-hmm. and I am a creator. I'm creative, um, and where I would feel down if I wasn't creating. And now I just, I just enjoy all forms of creativity. You know, like I don't really have to make something. I can go and enjoy art. I can go to someone's show or, you know, I can go to the Underground Museum. Yeah. I think for me now as a creative person, it's about um, supporting the art. Mm. So I've really been taking the time to um, curate events. Um, I'm doing um, a live music series at Waco Theater, which is where art can occur with nice. Tina Knowles and yes. Richard Lawson. And just bringing artists. Come on, Miss Tina. Hey now, Miss <laughs> Tina. Everybody's mama. Girl. Everybody's mama. Um the mother of all mothers. Okay. I mean, she created Beyonce. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, bringing artists in that space and giving them the opportunity to try something new live that they haven't been able to do before. Um, and then um, also, like I said, I've been writing and producing. So taking a lot of, you know, the new artists and just kind of putting my sound on them. Right. Um, and that's been really fun. And I really like that. A lot. Yeah. I mean, if you guys don't know, again, please make sure you Google Jay Davey. Jay Davey. Okay. When, Jay you, when If you love Steve Lacey, if you love the internet, yeah. like that sound, This is these are the people that birthed that sound and allowed Man. us to be where we are. Yeah. Sonically. Thank you. Um, yeah. You know, I'm still doing music, but I feel like I wanted to make music not as a job. I wanted to do it as a hobby. And then that made oh, all the it. jobs come. Of course. Because um, I, like I said, I wasn't guarding it so tightly. So producing for other artists. I also um, have been writing promos for TV and film, which is a different side of creativity. Um, it's interesting. Corporate. It's Yeah. It's it's interesting. A good game. Um, yeah, it is a good gig, but it's it's just like a different side of me. So that's kind of cool to mm-hmm. see that emerge. Um, and then, yeah, this year, my main artistic goal is to launch this app. And um, yes. and so, yeah, I've been making a lot of good tech, um, you know, connections and going to Palo Alto, Silicon Valley. Yeah. And I just got back from there this week and just, you know. We need us, us in tech. So I love that. Oh, definitely. us in terms of women, us in terms of Black people, yeah. us in terms of creatives, and meeting, me, seeing, and being in these spaces. There, it's so many, so many people of color. Yeah, so many, and that, and that's really been inspiring to see that it's not just like, oh, you're a rapper. You sing, you make music, play basketball. It's like, oh no, you guys are engineers and coders, and it's it's been really eye opening. So I love that. I'm all over the place. New I, challenges. Yeah, but really, I'm, and it's no, you know, people that have known me for a long time. This will sound weird, but you, I must be getting old because I'm all about <laughs> a quiet ass life. All about a quiet ass life right now. Just basic shit that I enjoy. Yeah, scrolling on Instagram. I love scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. And not for any particular reason, just just to be there. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm not one of those people like that's like, oh my god, social media is so horrible. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> that's my mom break. Yes, that's my mom break. Yes, I, I just feel sit that. in my robe and scroll through the internet. Why not? Simple shit. I'm right there with you. I am. If you want to stick around, let's see if we can get into this DM slide. Oh, I love a DM slide. <laughs> All right, so 
I think social media is the perfect segue. We have this segment called Sliding into the DMs. Oh. Okay. So mamas come slide into the DMs, ask our expertise on their question. <laughs> okay. So we have Simone, who's 39. She's a costume de- designer in New York. And she said, I was offered a contracted gig for two months in Atlanta away from my four-year-old. And I'm grappling with whether I should leave her between my partner and family or take her on the road with me. Ooh. You know what? I see both sides of this mm-hmm. because I was pregnant my entire tour. Uh, I was touring my entire pregnancy, then took my baby on the road with me because I could not stand leaving him. Right. But he was really young. Um, you know what? I think that your daughter is four and, um, you know, she's old enough to be left alone. It's going to be hard. Oof. But you want to go and be able to focus on your work. And you're going to be in a new place and um, bringing a child into that and messing up their flow and their schedule could mess up your flow and schedule with the new with the contract gig. So if you have people, your parents and your partner, I would say go lead a baby at home. Lead a baby at home. I probably needed that because I similar when I was pregnant, I went to a artist residency in Canada. Mm. I recently went to an artist residency in Houston for a month and I brought Sergeant with me and I'm just like not ready. You can't. And I know it's hard. And Sergeant is still kind of young. Right. But, you know, we are working mamas. So you need that space to work. I, I know when I was touring with my baby, it was hard to prepare prepare to go on stage because I was like, I gotta breastfeed. I gotta uh, I gotta make sure he's straight. I gotta I gotta and it was throwing me off my G. You. Yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, it's only two months. In the grand scheme of all In things. In the grand scheme. And yeah. Lead that baby at home. Lead that baby at home. Ooh, I'm telling you and I'm telling myself, Simone. I know. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I get it. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. I so appreciate you and your energy. Y'all make sure you're, you follow. What's your social media? Um, at Miss underscore Jack. So that's M-S underscore J-C-K Jack with no vowels. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Jack, if you're nasty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or if you're boring, because I'll take a boring, simple life. Thank you. <laughs> Until next time. Turn the lights down, come take it slow. We ain't got nowhere to go, so won't you?